Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. NBA draft, that's pretty much it, really. Uh, you got four race or three Razorbacks drafted. Ricky Council signs a two-way contract with Philadelphia 76 or somebody on the text line asked, what's a two-way contract? Uh, Christian, you want to explain a two-way contract? Yeah, so you can play in the G League and the NBA for a certain amount of games or days. I believe it's 45 days. I think, I think that number is um, right. So you can go in between, and then after that 45 days, they have to decide if you spend 45 days with the NBA. And aren't you? Aren't they required to a certain number of games? You have to be called up on a two-way I, contract. I think so. It doesn't mean you have to play. Correct, but, but you, you have, have to be up there. Five or ten comes to mind Maybe. for some reason. But it's, it's a great opportunity. Was what it is. It's a it's a door into the NBA, and you're paid well. Mm-hmm. And this is going to give you a chance. It, you're a, if you get a two-way, you're a priority free agent. Yes, basically. Yes. No doubt. In, in a way, is it even better to be a two-way guy than a second-round pick? Well... Because they cut that second-round pick, and it doesn't cost them well, really anything, right? if you're getting guaranteed money in the second Correct. round. Correct. And that's happening more often now. Like Jalen Williams last year. He was he got, 34th. He got a guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, also, so if you haven't heard yet, Anthony Black, number six overall to Orlando. Nick Smith Jr., number 27 overall to Charlotte. And then uh, in the second round... Jordan Walsh goes to the Boston Celtics. Let's look at your red-white report. We'll get Tom Murphy on here, talk a little sports with him, talk a little football with him. Chris hit me up on Twitter, and Chris says, I think Jordan Walsh is going to be a surprise for everyone. His game suits the pros better than college. He will be more useful to an NBA team than people understand today. I've been saying this for a long time. Agree 100% with that. I think it's a great point. Uh, let's see here. Chico in Pine Bluff says, I'm going with Nick Smith Jr. as a person, as a player in this draft or in this class that scores more points than anybody here in the next 20 years. Well, if Chico thinks that, what does the man think? (laughs) Chico, ask the man. Did uh, you see the Hornets fan base uh, video of them booing (laughs) when Brandon Miller's name got called? And then uh, Anthony Black highlights real show him stealing the ball from Miller. <laughs> so I did it. see that. Yeah. The, uh, 2023 NBA draft. The Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller. <laughs> you even heard one fan right before the announcement say, Scoot! <laughs> nope, not Scoot. <laughs> you get Brandon Miller. Uh, Navy Mike uh, wrote in after his phone call. Brandon Miller will win the NBA Rookie of the Year. Now, mm. I don't think it'll be Wimby either, though. I don't think he'll meet the games played threshold. I believe the over-under for him will probably be 50 games. I really? Think, yeah, I think that they'll take him slow, getting him adjusted to the NBA. Hmm. The league that he played in was uh, they play one game a week pretty much. Mm. So it's going to be an adjustment to the NBA for him, so they'll take it slow. But I think uh, Rookie of the Year is probably between Scoot and Chet Holmgren. You think Holmgren's coming back from that injury? Yes. And he's going to be ready? Yeah. Look at you. Okay. Uh, let's go to the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Bring in Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, as you can imagine, we've been talking a lot about the draft and uh, the College World Series. So let's start at the draft. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on what happened last night? Well, I guess, you know, Nick Smith came to campus with the thought he might be a lottery guy. But I do believe the, the injury... Um, maybe played a played a role in dropping a little bit 
And so I guess they'll be the first Razorback to play for the Magic ever. Certainly the first drafted by the Magic. And um, hopefully he'll he'll find his way and prosper. But, you know, Anthony Black's move up the draft board was something to behold in the last few weeks. And, and excuse me, I guess it's Black going to the Magic. My bad. Um, I thought uh, you said unfortunately, that. Yeah, I think you said that. Oh, okay, yeah. But anyway, so... Um, I, I hope he does well. I hope he I hope he finds a jump shot, and I'm sure he's gonna I'm sure he's gonna fit in a locker room with his <laughs> with his teamwork. You know, like his team first, and you know his his willingness to distribute and and be able to get to the rim and all. But if he could develop a, a jump shot that makes defenders have to be out on him to defend the shot, then he's gonna have a, a longer NBA career than if he doesn't. I, uh, I I think Celtic fans were pretty happy for Jordan Walsh in the second round. That seemed like a good value pick for them. Maybe so. And I heard some people criticizing some of the moves they've made, acquiring uh, Chris Stapps, um and saying that, look, this looks like all offensive moves. And, you know, the Celtics need defense. That's what knocked them out of the playoffs. And I think Jordan Walsh is a good, solid pick for defense. Um, you know, a team needs a rebounder, uh, an unselfish passer and that kind of stuff um but like black i mean he's got a he's got to get a, a jump shot uh established in the professional ranks to you know have a long career because he's, he's got to be able to score so um you know i hope it works out well for him he's obviously on a very good franchise that is going to be in the playoffs you know for years to come and and hopefully he can find a niche with that team Tom Murphy with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, oldhogsports.com. Tom, did you spend more time watching the draft last night or the College World Series? Uh, CWS, man, and what what a game it was. I know there was modern kids who'd be like, whoa, that was boring, no no runs through nine. But, you know, I guess the conditions were right. Uh, You had your two aces on the mound. um, And as somebody on one of my threads pointed out, the LSU, uh, their collective – NIL Collective hmm. put out some money to to the um, to schemes and to um, Bill and Cruz and Tommy White and um, and those are the guys who they relied on in this game. I mean, they're the ones who got on base, hit the two run homer, threw was it seven or eight shutout innings, two hitter, and um, and and won the game. Sent sent LSU to the final. So I had a sneaking suspicion that they were going to be able to beat Wake Forest both games. And now, even though you'd say Florida is a great advantage because of what their pitching situation looks like, I would not count LSU no. because they have a, a diverse offense, you know? Well, in, in, in their back pocket, and I know it'll be on short rest, probably three days, I guess it would be three days rest, they got the pitcher of the year ready to go in, you know, game three if necessary on Monday. And just imagine that for, for the psyche of the team. And, and I know that that's kind of what propelled them to to last night. I heard the story about the the whiteboard and and, and what how they wrote down what the the itinerary or how they're going to get uh, accomplish uh, what they did, and knowing in the back of your mind that if we get to Monday, we got that guy on the mound. Are you kidding me? So to me, Florida's <laughs> got to win the first two. Yeah, I would think so, and I think I think LSU is going to score. And, and so, and they've got a bunch of guys. They got guys deep in their order who hit. They got hitter for power. I mean, Kay Beloso had a huge hit in the first game or the second game against Wake Forest. And then, um, you know, Cruz is a tough guy. The guy's hitting 423. Okay. He didn't just hit 400. He hit 423 and he gets on base a ton. And Tommy White's an RBI machine. And, you know, they used Thatcher Hurd last night, too. But you'd like to think. You know that he'd be available for maybe a game two if you needed him, and they've had some kids show up out of that bullpen like um, Gavin, what's his face, who who pitched good innings in the College World Series, and the starter they used um, in the elimination game against yeah. Wake Forest. That kid, that was his first start. So in other words, they're having the kind of things happen that lead to you know Cinderella type stories and and what propels you in Omaha. And so if they get more innings out of those kind of guys and can get to game three, I think it's advantage them. And that would be Jack Caglione against um, against Skeens, most likely. Um, 
I think the advantage might, might probably be slightly with Florida, but I wouldn't count out LSU. I just got this text from a friend of the show. LSU's played 46 innings. Their pitching staff has allowed a run in only four of those innings. That's oh. incredible. No wonder they're winning. Yeah. Yeah. Did not realize, didn't realize that, and that's with some arms that had not really done a lot during no. the regular season. No, Tom, during the middle of the season, uh, shortly after you know Arkansas went down to Baton Rouge, they they had a stretch where their bullpen was a mess, their number two starter was a question mark, their number three starter was a question mark. In fact, they, uh, it was Cooper Riley uh, was a starter for them, and he stunk so bad, he lost his spot. Now he's gone to the bullpen, he's one of their best bullpen guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And then you know they lose uh, West Johnson too. So um, they it's it's been a remarkable deal. And you know I don't like actively root against LSU, but they've got a ton of World Series. And so I'm not going to be like cheering for this team to win the World Series. I'd re- probably rather see Florida win it. But you do have to say that what they've done in Omaha has been pretty spectacular. No doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, really, the last probably month what they've done or maybe even five six weeks has been pretty uh, spectacular the way that bullpen and the the staff has come together because uh, we always knew they could hit it uh, it was the best hitting team i saw all year uh the hitting carried them for a while but now the the pitching mm-hmm. it, and i think part of it's the park and and the wind blowing in that that gives that pitcher a lot of confidence standing on the mound knowing you know what i can probably groove one and he if he hits it to dead center field it's not going out. And, and you have one of the best center fielders in baseball to track it down and run it down. It's not going out of the park. It's probably in out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's probably uh, a confidence, confidence boost for that pitching staff that was somewhat untested. Oh, and one other thing about LSU at the World Series, I think they're establishing a record that might not ever be broken in the, in the Jello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with LSU winning last night, that's, that's three more uh, days, four more days possibly of Jello shots. So oh. yeah, it, oh, it's, boy. it's going to be knocked that's out. All the world needs is more drunken LSU fans. <laughs> Jello <laughs> shots. Uh, Tom, let's go to football. And I, I read a, a great story from you this week. It's about the uh, transfers for the football team and who you thought will make the biggest impact. Give me some of your guys that you think will make a big impact, the transfers on this team. Well, I, I, using last year as a kind of a template, because this is the new era of the transfer portal and all that and the NIL, um, Arkansas got super mileage out of Drew Sanders, Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers, and so on. Well, this year, you know, their they're D-line, when you think about the impact guys um, – on their D-line that are going to be in the two deep, most likely, in Jeffcoat and Morgan and Big Booker in the middle uh, and the kid Rose from Louisiana Tech, I, I expect all these guys to get some playing time. And then you got Greer at linebacker and the, the kid Thomas from Cincinnati. Uh, why would they not play? Mm-hmm. Um, Dwight McLaughlin, who now is in the second year, is going to be one of the top quarterbacks or projects to be in the entire conference and thus the country. And so they're going to get... and then. Your receiver core, you, you replace Hazelwood, Landers, and that group with uh, an Armstrong and, and Tesla, who I thought really came on late in spring, and they looked like SEC receivers. So I think they're going to fit right in. And, you know, Arkansas is recruiting at a pretty high level out of the portal. These, these receivers are 6'4", um, so, you know, you, you have more confidence in winning 50-50 balls and that type of thing. Tesla made some unbelievable catches. So you're really going to get impact. And then, like, Joshua Braun on the offensive line, and then you have tight ends who came in, uh, like Gums and the other kid. Uh, so you're, you're getting impact at, at Jacoby Criswell at quarterback. Uh, basically, almost at every position on the team, you've got some kind of impact transfer. And um, if you're really adept at recruiting your freshmen and then plugging in, with a bunch of guys and, and making that roster work for you, then it gives you a leg up. And I know other teams have also plugged in a bunch of guys, but it looks to me like Arkansas got, got great value out of the portal, and particularly in a couple of places like mm-hmm. D-end and linebacker, I think those guys are going to get massive playing time. Tom, yep. you mentioned Tesla from Hillsdale. Here's a trivia question for you quiz kids. When is the last Hillsdale player – uh, who won the NFL Rookie of the Year? 
<laughs> oh my! One. Fifty years ago, Green Bay had a kicker named Chester Markle. That's the last Hillsdale player that won NFL Rookie of the Year. So maybe Tesla has a Rookie big, of the Year. That yes. must have been a poor rookie class. Well, he he was really making field goals from everywhere. So like the uh, Washington uh, kicker that yeah, won like MVP. Play, yeah, it's like playing for Harbaugh. You play for Harbaugh, you're going to get 50 field goals a year because he never <laughs> wants to score touchdowns. But uh, yeah, Chester Markle, Hillsdale, Tesla, uh, he could be the next one. I uh, hope he so. Good. Uh, awesome, awesome thing on Chester. I think he was a straight-ahead kicker. I'm not not sure. He was soccer. He, he was, was he was soccer style. He was soccer. Okay, but he was also, from Poland. Think, he was Polish. He was from Poland. I think he ended up having a drug problem, but turning his life around. There you go. And really making an impact with, with community service on Chester Montgomery. That's awesome. Wow, Tom, that's a good follow-up. Good job, Tom. Who do you? Which one would you say makes the biggest impact? Which transfer? Oh man. Um... The opportunity is going to be there for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I think Greer, mm-hmm. being on the first team at the end of uh, spring, at a position where you know Arkansas schemes basically are going to allow the linebackers to rack up some tackles. I think Greer is going to have a nice tackle year. But Thomas, who did not go through spring, I think he's going to have a chance to impact as well. So that might cut down a little bit on Greer's total production. But I, I believe one of those receivers – is going to have a chance to be like a go-to guy for KJ between Tesla and and Armstrong. I think one of those two guys is going to kind of be in that Matt Landers uh, mode. Maybe not just you know the touchdown or nothing type catches, but you know racking up forty uh, receptions or something like that. So it's hard for me to say exactly, but I would guess somewhere between I would say Armstrong. I'll, I'll go with Armstrong on offense. And either Greer or Trajan Jeffcoat hmm. on defense. What about snacks? Oh yeah, we didn't mention snacks, did we? <laughs> um, you know his numbers weren't great at Baylor. I think he started twelve games and had like sixteen tackles. Um, and so Walcott was seen as a guy who'd come in and might plug in, but he had the leg injury or the knee that kept him out of spring. And lo and behold, snacks goes right up the depth chart. The fact that Quincy McAdoo opened spring with a lower body injury that kept him out for a week or two, and Ladarius Bishop wasn't fully back from the knee, I think gave Snacks the opportunity, and he took advantage. He might wind up with a starting job um, and, and really might have a chance to impact. And if they get good coverage out of those two guys, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it gives Travis Williams more opportunity to be creative and aggressive like Sam, you know, like Sam has touted him as being, and who knows what that, that will lead to. When you think about last year's defense, they were that way. 42 sacks, school records, but they gave up massive amounts of passing yardage, and so they got to cut down on that. Do we have any idea about Quincy McAdoo and what this year may look like for him? Well, it's just, I think it's going to be wait and see. He's already been above, you know, like the p- prediction for, you know, he's in the hospital with the car wreck, something wrong, you know, with some, um, some discs. And he's already, you know, he started walking faster and all that. So, you know, obviously he'll have to pass some muster from a doctor uh, to, to be able to be allowed to play again. I haven't checked in on him in a few weeks. But, um, you know, just going to be kind of wait and see. How does he heal up? Uh, and then what the doctors think is, you know, how important is football to him? You know, does he, how bad does he want to get back on the football field? Uh, I hate it because I thought – that Quincy McAdoo was one of the kind of underrated success stories of all NCAA freshmen last year, what he did the second half of the season. And I would love to see that kid uh, get more playing time and, you know, further his career there. Tom, thanks. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Sounds good. Have a great weekend, everyone. It's Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Over on the uh, text line, Cattleman writes in, says, I think if y'all would put a dollar in a jar every time Stan mentions the statue of Nolan Richardson, you would have enough to pay for that statue <laughs> of Nolan Richardson. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're probably pretty close to that. Uh, this one from the 501. I like this, Wes. Not dealing with any bull today. Shut down the nonsense, sir. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of weird. This one from the 559 says, I uh, actually kind of agreed with Navy Mike. Is this a real day or what? 
What's going on? I thought he made a pretty good it wasn't point. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it, terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was decent. Now, you know what Tom said about Chester Markle having some drug problems and then working as a substance abuse counselor? It says, in 1986, Markle attempted suicide by drinking a mixture of battery acid, rat poison, and vodka, which severely damaged his esophagus. Mm. He had his esophagus stretched as a treatment, but now he lives in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, and he works on the weekends as a drug treatment counselor. He's a Uper? Uper, that's right. That's what they call Upper Peninsula. UP, Uper, Hmm. that's right. Well, good for him. Yeah. Glad he, uh, I'm, I'm impressed around. that Tom knew the, the post-NFL Chester Markle stuff. That was great. When we come back, we can take some more of your phone calls, 661-1037. We'll open it up, talk the NBA draft, college world series, or whatever's on your mind. We'll also hit the uh, text line. We'll check Asher Records if there's anything over there. Coming up a little later, Philip Martin will join us. Stick around. You're in the zone. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. This is SportsCenter. Big night for Razorbacks basketball. Three Arkansas players were drafted last night in the two rounds of the NBA draft. One more signs on with a team. Anthony Black was drafted number six overall by the Orlando Magic. In school history, he was followed up by Nick Smith Jr., his fellow backcourt mate, who went number 27 to the Charlotte Hornets. Then the draft was rounded out by Jordan Walsh, who went number 38 overall, drafted by the Kings, but ends up going to the Celtics via a trade and then Ricky Council the fourth signed a two-way contract after not being drafted he is now with the Philadelphia 76ers I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival Rock City Margarita Festival Saturday July 22nd Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. Hey, come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in between Santo Coyote and Numa. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. User-friendly. It's a term that's thrown around a lot in today's business and tech climate. Hmm, wonder what a user-not-so-friendly world would be like. Okay, so I just enter her employee ID here and... Ha ha. Wrong button again. You are not smart. At The Payroll Company, our iSolved platform is the user-friendly tech you need for things like a one-click payroll preview and the ability to review and process payroll from any device. You are being too friendly. Yeah. We know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. From the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. Thinking I can make this many songs. 
back in the zone. Glad you're with us. Wes Moore, Pigskin Preacher, Christian Weaver. We'll take some phone calls, 661-1037. Over on the uh, text line, this from the 501. Anyone that thinks other SEC teams winning the national championship helps the Hogs is an idiot. We recruit against these teams. Exactly. Thank you. Does Skeens have to go to the Navy before going pro? No. Did he pitch at Navy? Is that where he ended up? I thought he was at Air Force. Paul Skeens. You know, your Dallas Cowboys probably lost two or three extra Super Bowls by Roger Staubach having to spend six years Mm -hmm. post-college in the Navy. No, yeah, you're right. No, Skeens was at Air Force and then transferred to LSU. Wow. The Spurs missed out on being a really good team in the regular season and then flaming out really early until they got Tim Duncan. Yeah. By not having David Robinson. David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Hey, you Chris, know, the Spurs always get these number one picks. I'm sick of it. How about my team getting a number one pick for that, a change? I just, you should have seen that one coming. The Spurs somehow get lucky and get they the number do, one pick. every time. And it's a Frenchman hey, who grew up rooting for this Tony team because Parker. of Tony Parker. Thank you. They're smart. They know when to... Tank. They know when to tank. tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were discussing, I think, this earlier, but it was in the break, so I want to hit on this text. Uh, do you even need to go to college any longer to make it to the NBA? No. What top seven, with top, uh, top seven, only two NCAA players, wow. new trend, let me know what you think. And the the two that were there were there for, what, a year? Yeah. Who they were one, one year. Black, one and Black and Brandon Miller. So you could yeah. say college had nothing to do with NBA success. And it's going to get worse, as we were talking about, because these kids can go to one of these other development leagues, make a little bit of money, work on their game 12 hours a day, not be restricted for practice like you are in college, and not have to fool with academic work, which they're interested in basketball anyway. I think um, you have to go all the way to 14 to Jordan Hawkins to find a player that stayed more than two years, or more than one year. And then you get Jaime Jaquez at 18, Brandon Podzimski at 19, uh, there was three players that stayed more than one year in college in the top 20. Mm. Jim from the Rocks well, was correct, and I said it was Walsh that said that about being... Handcuffed, yeah. Yes. Oh, not, it was Walsh? Not, yeah, not black. Okay. I, I just think you're going to see it more and more in the upcoming years, guys going other avenues to get to the league. It's yeah. like you don't... Especially this year, I mean, all these guys going to, whether it be G League Ignite or playing overseas right. or uh, even overtime elite. Well, like Christian made a good ways. point last night. He sent me a text. He said, college coaches are interested in winning. We want to win games. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to develop young talent. And I'm like, think about Muss. Muss is like, oh, here's my rotation, seven guys. Well, what about these two guys? Well, tough. You know, I think we can win with these guys. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. He doesn't really care if... Darian Ford's getting minutes, or this guy's... They don't care. They want to win. And if you want to develop, maybe there's a better avenue available. Which, it sounds like heresy for me to say this. College basketball has always and forever been one of my favorite go-to sports. But it's not at the same level it was 10, 20, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. What are they making in that G League Ignite? Ignite? Well, Scoot had a million-dollar contract over two years, so it's 500000 Now... The money's probably comparable in terms of NIL if you're a top-level guy, but I don't know if the development is comparable. And you don't have to worry about school? No. They don't do any of that? Well, you're still graduating from high school. Yeah. But like at North, but usually you're but like already, at North Carolina, you don't have to pretend to go to class and have somebody take your test for you. Yeah, you're not doing college you're work. Like you're usually yeah. you're already graduated mm-hmm. and you go to right. G League Ignite. This one from my way says, why in the world would you come back to work on a Friday from vacation? That is a good question. <laughs> so why don't you guys send Justin a text and say, just sit out next Friday. We we got it again. We, we got it. and We don't need you. Well, you know, in the beginning, it was because we had a remote schedule for next Friday. But now we don't. But now we don't. And so he thought about skipping out on Friday. But now, because you know, the 4th is the following Tuesday... We're off on Tuesday, but not on Monday. And everybody is off on Monday. Yeah. Just about everybody in the building is off. So he said he would come back and work Monday now. Yeah, he should have. He, he should have stayed Friday off Friday off, yeah. and then he can just come work Monday. <laughs> and he might. He may figure yeah, that yeah. out. And so, He may think about it and be like, you know what? Why am I doing this? Be off this, day. Uh, this one for you, Christian. What do you think about the Thunder picks? I like them. Uh, Case and Wallace, I think 
you could get like a Kentucky guard effect where they're just better in the NBA than they are in college. We've seen it quite a few times, Devin Booker, Tyler Hero. Um, he's a good defender. He's right up there with Anthony Black in terms of being the best perimeter defender in the draft. Uh, he can shoot, unlike Anthony Black. He's not as good mm-hmm. as a playmaker, mm-hmm. but uh, I like Casey Wallace. I think he fits well with us. I do, too. I, I, he impressed me uh, when they uh, Kentucky played Arkansas, and then there was a couple other Kentucky games that I watched. That, he's a player. There have only been like a dozen dudes that play like three months for Calipari. You kind of are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And then three years later, you're watching the NBA, and you're like, this guy's star. great. Who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> Where did he go to school? Kentucky. I, mean, like, I don't remember Ty- him. And, yeah. like Tyrese Maxey, Keldon Johnson. Guys exactly. They just improved. I don't remember Booker that much from college, but man, he's tremendous. Well, they the- used him as a sharpshooter, and then he gets to uh, the NBA, and he's a primary creator. Got an all-court game. Um, and then we drafted Keontae Johnson in the second round, yeah. 50, you know, the guy that almost died on the court a few years mm-hmm. ago for Florida. What's he play in the NBA? Uh, probably small forward. Small ball four, maybe. He's 6'5", 240. Yeah. But he rebounds well. Very well. He can shoot pretty he's well. He's more of a big guy for Kansas. You know, yeah. Uh, he's Kansas, like a Kansas State. Yeah, he was kind of a power forward. Used the body. Very smart player inside. Used his angles really well. and But, you know, he can take you outside. And uh, I, I just I think, wonder how he fits in the NBA. I think he shot, like, over 50% from the field and 40% from three. He's yeah. a guy that probably goes a lot higher if he didn't have, you know, a medical concern. Or Although he was cleared, so if he is six seven, yeah, that too, maybe a little taller. And he also does have a uh, a case against him in the past. That oh, it's questionable. Uh, so while we're on that, what about my Mavericks? What do you think, Derek Lively? Exactly what the Mavericks have needed for years. For years, you've needed a big man that can protect the rim, especially with Luca on the perimeter, mm-hmm. who's not the greatest defender. Um, you need a lob threat, which you haven't had really for years. Mm-hmm. You've had Dwight Powell, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Lively's better than him. Uh, and you've also needed kind of a big man who can pass a little bit and do all that. Derek Lively does all of those. And you also got Omax Prosper, Olivier Maxence Prosper out of uh, Marquette, mm-hmm. who is one of the best def- defenders in the in the uh, draft. He can guard one through four. And if you need selling on that, just watch his game against UConn where he chased Jordan Hawkins around the entire game and shut him down. Mm. Came sure. around like... Uh, he would avoid screens. He'd go small around him, and he just he wouldn't let Jordan Hawkins get a shot off. Nice. Well, that makes me excited. So you're doing exactly what you needed to do in this off season, and surround Luca and probably Kyrie with as much defense as possible. Hmm. Well, it's got to be Kyrie since they ran off Brunson. I'm like, I still if I'm a Mavs fan, well, they didn't I'm like, run him off. Yeah, but they let him go for nothing. Yeah, they did let him go. They pretty much did. Well, he went to play for his dad. Well, who cares about his dad? It's like well, you got to stay he here. Well, yeah, I know. And he but got he, paid by the Knicks. Yeah, he, d- he did. Well, he's, he could have got paid by the Mavs. He's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. He is. I thought he was maybe an overpay, but he was really good this year. He is excellent. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, uh, this is Taylor and Cabot. I uh, was out of the truck the last ten minutes. What did Tom Murphy say about McAdoo? Um, basically, no one knows. Wait he said see. he hadn't checked on him in, in in two weeks, but he said that uh, everything that. All the, uh, like, just getting out of the hospital, walking again, all the th- benchmarks that they needed. He's been doing it faster than what they thought. So that so that's accident was just horrific. Yeah, it was, I guess so. Good grief. Uh, I'm not going to read that one. That's, uh, when Dave Van Horn Okay. Uh, when Dave Van Horn decides to retire, Arkansas better open up the checkbook and go after Wes Johnson. Absolutely. Well, let's see what Wes does as a head coach first. We know he's a great pitching coach, but we see this from time to time in other sports. He's about to win a national championship in a couple of days. As a pitching coach, but how is he as a head coach? That's different. I mean, we've seen great offensive coordinators not be good head coaches. We've seen great defensive coordinators not be good head coaches. That is a good point, but pitching is 90% of baseball. Man, if you got a guy that can turn arms around, that can recruit arms, I'd I'd take a flyer on him. As a head coach, how much are you dealing with pitching and uh, you're you're letting your pitching coach deal with the pitchers? Yeah, but you, he could deal with the pitching and get somebody else to take care of everything. I, mean, I love Wes, and we've yeah. had him on the show numerous be times. better than that than that clown from Tennessee. Nobody wants that. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you think so? I mean, if he really? keeps winning and keeps going to the College World uh, Series. Yeah. And Just win, baby. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, 
You know, I, and look, I think Matt Hobbs is. You know, if you want to go for a pitching coach, we've already seen what a great recruiter Matt Hobbs is. Mm. You, they may stay within the staff, and Matt Hobbs could be. The, but I, I don't think there's any time in the near future that Dave Van Horn. Dave going ain't to going retire. anywhere. No. I was telling somebody the other day. I said he's one of those dudes. This is what he does. So, like, if he retires, yeah. what's he going to do for 10 years? Well, he said that when he signed his last contract. Exactly. Look, my, my girls are now out of college. Empty my girls nest. are now having kids. Exactly. And, uh, my wife doesn't want me at the house. He, he said, what am I going to do? I can only mow once a week. You just described he my, play golf. You just he described my life to a T. That's exactly it. My kids are, are out of the house. we got grandkids coming over, swimming. I mow the lawn sometimes twice a week. Oh, wow. And I preach and come on the radio. What else am I doing? I'm not working in a coal mine. So, yeah. I understand Dave exactly. If if he was going to retire, he said he would have done it earlier when the kids were still around. He's having fun. He loves doing this. And he said that, too. As long as I'm having fun. I mean, this is a... And baseball's fun. I'm going to do this. I know that everybody's licking their wounds. Nobody wanted to lose to TCU, wanted to be in Omaha, yada, yada, yada. Arkansas baseball is a premier program in the United States. It just is. No, it's it's one of the one of the ten at least, probably maybe top, top five, probably top five, mm-hmm. but certainly top ten. So even though we want to get over the hump and you know Christian's uh, uh, harsh characterization of the Gonzaga of baseball probably is kind of true, but look, Gonzaga is excellent. They're yeah. in it every year, okay? Mm-hmm. They they get recruits. People want to go there. So you could you could be you could worse. Do worse. You could yeah. you could be like Michigan and not even make the tournament, okay? Make it one out of every ten years. People so. like to to poo poo Gonzaga, but they're they're an elite program. Yes, they are. And so is Arkansas. Elite. That's yep. elite is the word. Yeah, they just right. haven't got over the hump yet. No. Arkansas baseball is elite. They got to get a few more pitchers, like you saw last night, that can just knock the bat out of your hands. That's mm-hmm. what they need. Got to get them over the top. No team has won. <laughs> no team has won more games in college baseball since 2018 than Arkansas. Bingo! That's they it. just haven't won. That's right. Enough at the end. Keep knocking on the on the door, and yeah. the door will open. So. No, no doubt. Uh, one more. They responded back about uh, Coach Wes Johnson. He said, "I know it's a high school level, but Wes won a uh, state championship at a small school, Bundit Life. So he does have head coaching experience at the high school level and was very successful at a small school with very little talent numbers. And no one's debating that. I'm I just want to see him I'm at the SEC I'm just convinced level. 80, 90% of baseball is amassing and managing a pitching staff. If you can do that, you just plug the other guys in and it pretty much takes care of itself. Detroit Tigers almost did it. Almost. No bullpen. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll do some champs and chumps, and we'll wrap up hour number two. Philip Martin's still to come. Birthdays, entertainment. Stick around. You're in the zone. Triple A Trophy Mart is Central Arkansas's awards superstore. Come get fast, friendly service and see our beautiful and spacious showroom. Safely located at 9914 Interstate 30. Easy in, easy out. Or shop online at AAATrophyMart.net. That's Triple A Trophy Mart. We will save you money. Courtney Ballantyne here for the butcher shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the butcher shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The butcher shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the butcher shop steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Watney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it truck month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2000 off in stock units. Why shop a mine? 
field of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey to our front door. 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with proof credit. See dealer for details. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Holy Guatney, Batman! Scott Rollmine is now on the buzz Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Yes, Robin, I wonder if we can discuss the Batmobile. Guatney Unplugged, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's just an acre for my friends down at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. And if you are in the market for a handgun and don't want to break the bank, then listen up. Max Prairie Wings has got you covered with the Stoger STR9 9mm automatic. The Stoger STR9 9mm is packed with features you'd expect in a pistol costing twice as much. With its integrated rail, internal safety, reversible magazine release, optimized slide serrations, three-dot sight system, and enhanced ergonomics, you can count on consistent performance every time. And the best part... The Stoger STR 9 9mm is available in 17-round, 15-round, and 13-round models for just $249 after a $50 mail-in rebate. That's right. You won't find a better review, better quality, or a better price. Check out the Stoger STR 9 9mm for just $249 after a $50 mail-in rebate at MaxPW.com or in-store at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart, and that is just the tip of the iceberg of all the great deals they have. So go by and see my friends in Stuttgart, or go to their website, maxpw.com. The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acre and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. In the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. Does that mean uh, he's your champ of the week? San Antonio Spurs, your champ of the week? Um, I mean, they're an obvious champ because they got a generational prospect, but I'm not going to give them a champ. Anybody in that position would have done the same. I'm rooting against them. Here's one thing I didn't understand. Why, why are you rooting why? against him? Because they've already... No, not him. Well, them. them. I like him. He seems like a great kid. I'm sick of San Antonio. This is the third time they've gotten one of these massive stars at the number one pick. They think at th- the right time. I think it's rigged is what I think. If it was rigged, Charlotte would have gotten him with Jordan or North th- th- New York there needs to be one of these guys in New York the yeah, Knicks New York need to be getting get one except for Patrick Ewing New yeah Ewing. exactly has so. Pistons ever had a number one yeah Cade Cunningham oh yeah <laughs> thanks oh, yeah. for nothing I about that one Okay. How's he I doing? Cade, I think Cade would be fine well he's lousy he can't he shoot gets hurt. he gets hurt he can't shoot I think he'll be okay this just in you gotta shoot I think it'll be an okay. Shoot. Who else was in the in the lottery? Because I remember thinking if it's rigged, they're going to get it. And I can't remember who it was. No, nah, I went Detroit. We had the worst record last year, and we finished fifth, the lowest we could have in the lottery. The bottom three were Magic, uh, Houston. No, Magic mm-hmm. wasn't bottom three. And San Houston, Antonio, Houston, San Antonio, and Pistons Detroit. Were bottom three. Yeah, yeah. There was somebody else a little higher in the draft, and or, you know, with the smaller odds of winning right. the number one overall Listen, pick. And I was like, if it's rigged, they're going to win it. Christian knows more about this than all of us put together. He likes this Thompson kid, so if he feels good about it, I'm cautiously optimistic. This is me, a hard-bitten cynic, because I've watched Detroit snatch defeat out of the jaws mm-hmm. of victory in every sport. Darko Milicic over. Darko, thank you. Carmel Anthony and yeah. Chris Bosh. Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Wade. We could have Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. Let's do some champs and chumps. 
Champs and Chumps is brought to you by Everbowl, providing Kraft superfoods, Asahi bowls, and smoothies that fuel for an active and evolved healthy lifestyle. Located in the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Little Rock, next to Santo Coyote. I love some Everbowl that came up earlier this week. Fantastic. Have you gone over there yet, Pickskin? No, I haven't. Okay, please do. I'll do it. It's over there right behind Juicy Seafood on Highway 10. It's in your neck of the woods. Right, right next to Santo Coyote. So it's not that far down yeah, Highway no. 10. So on your way home to Mamel, you can just take the Cantrell exit Absolutely. and go right there and get you, and try one of the small bowls. It is awesome. Great, great. I got to eat that. Yeah. I, I hear it's healthy, del- delicious, delicious, healthy. I need a little bit more healthy than what you're eating right now. Well, (laughs) no doubt. (laughs) But we thanks to to, we give thanks to Brother Crook for making this show 50 percent better with this pile. He's a champ. Champ. He He brings in uh, all kinds of different Cheetos. Earlier, he's got a really good car. He drove me a few months ago over to Elia's. He's Uh got this Camaro. Oh my goodness, it's slick. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I got an old man's car, and he's got like a young. Uh, whippersnappers car. He brought us a bunch of Red Bulls yeah. to get through the final hour. We're going to power through. I like brought it. me some Reese's Cups. That's a, he's, an, he's a uh, listener. I mean, obvious listener because he knew I love Reese's Cups. He is a true friend of the show and a friend of many Arkansans. No doubt. So. Got Christian some goldfish. Yes, uh, that was a year ago. He asked what my preferred snack was and I said at the time, goldfish, because Titus was really into goldfish at that time. Nice. But uh, he still is you know so what I did with goldfish? goldfish? I got yes. a. I, I went to go. I went to Costco and got a giant thing of goldfish. I'm so sick of goldfish now. I can't <laughs> even look at them. Sometimes Costco, you overbuy. I, I, well, this just in. I didn't need 72 pounds of goldfish. Well, if you buy something at Costco, it's in bulk. Yeah, so. you better have a lot of friends or a lot of kids or something. So. All right, let's do some champs and chumps. Uh, I got to start with uh, my uh, champ of the week. And uh, I'll, I'll go back to uh, Sunday. Welcome in. U.S. Open Golf. First of all, uh, I love West Coast primetime golf. It was incredible. To be able to sit there on uh, Saturday night, Sunday night, till 10 o'clock at night watching the uh, U.S. Open, it was fantastic. But Wyndham Clark come up so clutch down the stretch. nails didn't, didn't Some splint. of those chips, the up and downs from off the green. And then on, on 18, with the, everything on the line, the crowd around him, and he's got the, what was it, 67-foot putt, and he puts it up there to about 10 inches, Great taps leg. it in. So my champ of the week is Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open. You know, I was really sad, though. It took about three or four holes on Sunday's final round. I really wanted Ricky Fowler to win. And I'm watching about three or four holes in Phillip. I'm like, it ain't going to happen, man. He doesn't have it today. Anybody who's played golf, you know some days you just don't have it. And he just didn't have it. So, Yeah, I went from rooting for Ricky mm-hmm. to them rooting for, Fow- yep. or for Rory. Rory. Right. And then, uh, and then Wyndham Clark won me over. And I was like, I want this dude to win. I mean, to be able to, on some of those chip shots, I'm just like, Oh, he's about to bogey this one, and he'd get it up and down. He showed he, he earned it to, for me. Yeah. It turned into a U.S. Open over the weekend because I thought I thought it was with that marine, the marine layer. I thought it was going to be twenty under was going to be winning score after Thursday. Well, they finally got the the greens hard and yep. fast, and you, you saw they were having to land the ball at the front of the green just to stop it in the so, middle or in the back. Susan and I were watching after Thursday night when those two guys go nuts and shoot sixty two, and Brandel Chambly is just raking. The USGA guy in charge of the course over the Colts goes, this is ridiculous. You know, they're going to finish 20 under. This is going to be a joke. It's like a pigeon putt. And the dude was cool. He didn't take the bait. He said, well, let's uh, see how this plays out over the weekend. I think the course might come back. And I'm like, he was right. Mm -hmm. I've walked past that course 50 times because it's right there between uh, Westwood where UCLA is and, and Beverly Hills. And I've, you know, I've made that walk from the W to the... To the Beverly Hills Hotel <laughs> many times, you know, and I've, I've looked at it and I was like, going, that's a goat track. I mean, when you're walking by, it looks like because you see all the scrub and you see all that, but it's that was a fun course. I want to yeah. play that now, yeah, no doubt. Christian, uh, I'm going to give a champ right? to the Houston Rockets who drafted Amin Thompson fourth overall, and they're going to pair him with Jalen Green. And it will be one of the more athletic backcourts we've seen in the NBA in quite a while. 
And also, they stayed put at 20, and they got Cam Whitmore, who was a projected top five pick, uh, but he had some medical concerns. Yeah. But at that point, it's it's worth it to uh, take that chance. Yeah, a lot of people thought Whitmore and then Nick Smith were two guys who dropped that could end up being steals later on because of where you got them. Yeah. My uh, chump of the week goes to Steve Lemke. You probably haven't heard of Steve Lemke before because you're not a uh, big women's college bowling fan, but he is the uh, former <laughs> assistant coach at Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches. And uh, he opted to resign instead of getting fired because he slept with one of his, or had a relationship with one of his bowlers. <laughs> to make matters worse, the head coach is his wife. Oh, my goodness. So, Lemke's wife is the head coach. He's the assistant coach, and he got caught cheating on his wife with one of the team members. that's a little awkward, isn't it? The quotes were great. So, he makes it a little worse. You you talk about digging a hole, and sometimes you just need to, you know, just shut up. He got out the shovel, and he said, quote, I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying... I'm going to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just kind of a ethics code, like we frown upon it. But there's no rule. There's no law broken. Apparently, he doesn't remember Elon Nordegren taking a nine iron to Eldrick Wood's head. <laughs> okay? There's, there's your rule right there. Nine iron to the skull. You it, don't do it. It didn't stop there. I'll, I'll paraphrase because I was reading this earlier, but uh, he went on to try to justify why he slept with this uh, student, oh this uh, bowler. He said, you know, therefore, ever, he was just a, an unpaid assistant, a volunteer assistant, and he would do a lot of the work. And then when it came time to travel, his wife would travel to the team and get to go all the tournaments. And so he was left home with their kids. And so he was being a stay-at-home dad, and when the team was back home practicing, he would have to go to work. So he finally got (laughs) hired on to be the assistant coach, and he said the only thing changed was my title. I still did all the work, running all the practices. I would go home and then take care of the kids, and when it came time to travel, my wife would travel, so I felt underappreciated. Wes, I got a suggestion. Why don't you go home to Allison and field test that with her and see if that's voted... Two thumbs up or two thumbs down? I'm not a chump. I know better. Good call. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a chump to ESPN's draft coverage. Uh, pretty bad. I- I'm begging. I'm begging Turner. I'm begging them mm. to get together a draft a draft uh, panel. Not the inside guys because I think that would be terrible. But uh, I'm begging them to put something together. It was bad. That- I-, I like JJ Reddick, but Jay Billis he shouldn't be on there. Who's uh, Ma- who's this Malika? Malika Andrews, she's an ESPN and she's a host, and I, I kind of feel bad for her because she probably has to like do the mm-hmm. cliche ESPN thing where she brings up everything bad that's ever happened in this prospect's life, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> it, well, was that not, one time he killed a guy? But there have been a lot of changes in the law, so I'm not even sure that's illegal anymore. He's changed his life. <laughs> he's turned himself he around. He went to church. He found the Lord. I'm for that. Philip Martin, as you can tell, he's in the studio. We'll talk some entertainment with him. we got birthdays, entertainment, and more. Hour number three, next. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado and its Turbomax engine. Delivering impressive power with no compromise durability. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends, this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer.